Would you turn with me, please, in your Bible to the book of Romans? Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. And I want to start by even, not usually that I give a, a title to some of these because we just preach the gospel in them, but I would like to speak this evening on four Roman nuns on the Roman road. Four Roman nuns on the Roman road. Will you turn to Romans chapter 3, please? And we'll begin reading at verse 10. And as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Let us pray. Father, take your word and inscribe it in our hearts and print it upon our minds. And we pray, Father, or this hour be over this evening, that you would bless your people, that you would not only bless your people, but strengthen them, and build them up upon their most holy faith. We pray, Father, for those who have come, maybe one or more who have come not knowing your Son, and they've found themselves in this drive-in this evening. We pray for the salvation of their souls, that you would speak to them. Maybe a backslider, one who's cold in heart, Lord, and walked away from you. Lord, we ask you, Lord, that you would speak to them and draw them back into the way. Glorify your son tonight. Glorify your name and use me for your glory and hide this man behind the cross. May Christ alone be seen. May Christ alone be exalted. For Jesus' name's sake I pray and ask it. Amen. Four Roman nuns on the Roman road. First of all, what is this road? It is a road throughout the book of Romans called the Roman Road where there are signposts for men and women who are lost and in their sin. There are signposts like you have found signposts. There's been signposts out here to tell us, to point us to the drive-in. People would know to turn left or right and how to get here or whatever city, town or wherever you come from. There are signposts every day. The book of Romans has the Roman road with signposts upon it. The first signpost is found in Romans chapter 3 and verse 10. It tells us, and as it is written, here's your written signpost, there is none righteous, no, not one. So we're driving or walking down this Roman road and perusing through the scripture, and here Paul tells us, there is none righteous. There's none in a right state or condition before God. Not one. Not you. Nor I. He tells us there is an unrighteous. No, not one. Then he tells us in verse 23 of Romans chapter 3. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's a signpost number 2. There's none righteous, and all have sinned and come short 
of the glory of God. And so we have here the sign number two telling us that each and every one of us from Adam are in our sin outside of Christ. That every one of us have failed. That not one of us are able to save ourselves. But all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In Romans chapter 5 and in verse 8 it says, Sign post number 3. But God commendeth his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This road sign tells us, this Roman road sign says to you and to me this evening, it's the third sign along the Roman road, and tells us, but God commandeth his love or commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, this word here for commendeth his love, it means God showed, God manifested, God proved his love. That while you and I were yet in our sin, while you and I were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Notice he didn't wait until you and I got ourselves together, got our act together or made ourselves any better but rather it says here plainly and clearly that Christ came to die for us that while we we were yet sinners God commendeth his love the idea is he manifested his love in the person of his son he manifested his love in the Lord Jesus Christ and his death on Calvary's cross So God displayed himself in the person of his son. He displayed his love in the person of Christ. And there he hung between heaven and earth as he shed his blood and died for us. You and I still being unworthy and in our sin. God exhibited his love and proved his love to us in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He commendeth his love. It also means to stand beside or to stand with. The love of God when I was a sinner, still in my worldly ways. When you were a sinner Christian, still in your worldly ways, the love of God stood with us. And friend, if you're not saved tonight, you can hear this word on this Roman road. It's the third sign. The first sign is that there's no righteous, no, not one. You're not righteous, you're not in right standing with God. The second one is, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means that you've missed the mark. Missed the mark. And so the third one is, God commanded his love toward us, toward you. God's love still stands for you at this moment. That while you're yet a sinner, Christ would die for you. Then as we go along the Roman road, uh, the fourth sign is in Romans chapter 6 and in verse 3. It tells us, for the wages of sin is death. Now that's a big door shut in the face of humanity. That's a big door that is shut in each and every one of us. Should Christ tarry, the wages of sin is death. 
doesn't finish there. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so, my friend, you can neither have the door closed on you at the point of death. You can have that big door, as it were, that dark, dooming door, condemning door shut upon you with no other hope, with no second chance. You can have it closed upon you, closed where you will never get another day of daylight, but you will be in that place of non-righteous standing before God. You'll stand in your sin for all of sin to come short of the glory of God. You've turned away the love of God, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so your wages, the wages of sin is death. But you can change that tonight. You can receive Christ tonight. You can accept his sacrifice tonight. And you can be saved tonight. You can be blood washed tonight, blood bought tonight, and you can be Christ's own tonight. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we're traveling down this Roman road, and these signposts are all along. I remember in my sin, I used to cross the road on the shore road in Belfast, and there was a gospel hall, a Fort William gospel hall, and above it was Amos chapter 4 and verse 12. And it says, prepare to meet thy God. And you know, in my drunken state, with my next day hangover, going to get more, the hair of the dog, as we say, the cure for the alcoholic is to drink more on that carousel of sin and needing more of the addiction and bondage that I'm held in. There I remember seeing, sometimes with blurred vision, thinking I'm never taking it in, a sign on the road, prepare to meet thy God, from Amos chapter 4 and verse 12. Here are the signposts. People say, show me a sign, God. But we're telling you, you're on the Roman road tonight, and that road may be a broad road to destruction, or it may be the narrow way to heaven and home. The Roman road is full of signposts. Tells us there is none righteous. No, not one. It tells us for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It tells us, but God commandeth his love or commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And it then tells us, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so as we travel down the road, you may be like me who's seen that post, that post, that sign that said, prepare to meet thy God, Amos chapter 4 and verse 12. Friend, I've seen it many, many, many times, but I'll never forget the night that I got saved. On the next day, I was walking up the shore road. The same sign was there. And it meant so much the difference to me. It meant everything to my heart. It meant everything to my life. It meant everything to my eternal welfare and my eternal destiny. 
You see, that morning I knew I was saved, saved by sovereign grace. And I added nothing, nothing to the cross work of Christ, but trusted in what he had accomplished for me and done on my behalf. And so that signpost meant a lot. These scriptures, these signposts on this Roman road, they mean a lot to me tonight. Because I see myself unrighteous. There's none righteous. No, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's me and that's me. But God commandeth his love toward me. That while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. Means so much to me. And the wages of sin is death. But thank God I have received eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. Can you say that, friend, tonight as we travel down this Roman road? Listen to Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. There's another sign on this Roman road. It means so much to me to know that now with the quickening of the Spirit, you see the Spirit, He comes and He speaks to the heart. And He shows them their need of Christ. And He shows them their eternal welfare without Christ or with Christ. And so He gives them the ability. He gives them the strength and he gives them the awakened outlook and regeneration that they need to be able to call upon the name of the Lord. He imputes faith into the heart of man. And if you can understand that tonight, if you're not saved and you realize that tonight, then God, the Holy Ghost, is working on you, and he is working in you to work through you, to bring you, to Calvary by faith of the cross tonight. And he tells you, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Friend, the idea from the heart here, to believe from the heart is from the deep innermost being. That deep innermost being of the human being. Of the man and the woman who has been dead to God for years. Dead to the things of God. Dead to the word of God. Dead to the son of God. Dead to the Christ of God. Dead to the work of God. And now you're alive by the power of of the Holy Spirit of God. And he brings you to Calvary. To the cross work of the Son of God. And you confess that he is more than enough. To save you from your sin. He paid the debt you could not pay. He lived the life you could not live. And he kept the law you could not keep. And he died in your place. He took my sin and my sorrow. And he made them his very own. He bore the burden to Calvary 
and he suffered and died alone. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he was raised again the third day according to the scriptures, says the apostle. And I believe it. I believe it with all my heart. I believe every word of it. I believe every part of it. And the Roman road is encouraging me as a child of God. Save man. Encourage me in it as I walk along it. Friend, do you know him this evening? Are you saved this evening? Are you Christ's this evening? And so the Roman road tells us and tells us there's none righteous, no, not one. It tells us for all of sin to come short of the glory of God. It tells us again for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And it tells us if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And lastly, the Roman road tells us this. Romans 10 and verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Makes me think of Peter. Bold as brass in many ways, yet fearful in heart when it came to the part. Big Peter the fisherman, he who was impetuous, I will go with thee into prison and unto death, he said. And yet on the same night on which our Lord was betrayed, he said to a little damsel maid when they arrested Christ, I know not the man. He sees the master in the midst of a storm on the lake of Galilee. And there the master walking upon the waves of the sea. Here Peter cries, Lord, if it be thee, bid me to come unto thee in the water. And the Lord says, come. And Peter climbs out into the sea and walks upon the water. With the power of God, he does the impossible with man. And with the power of God, he walks upon what everyone else will sink in. And you see, friend, everyone is in sinking sands. And everyone is in deep water that will come over their heads at the time that they will go to meet the Lord. And the only thing that will cause a man and woman to be able, as it were, to walk on the waters of death is to know that Christ, the God-man, who walked upon the waves of the sea. And he kept his eyes upon the Lord. And as he kept his eyes upon the Lord, he walked upon the water, but the wind was boisterous, and the storm grew bigger and came around Peter. He took his eyes off Christ and on to the storm. And there we find Peter started to sink. The hymn writer said, I was sinking deep in sin, sinking to rise no more, overwhelmed by guilt within. Mercy I did implore, 
Then the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. Christ my Savior lifted me. Now safe am I. Friend, the man and the woman who places their whole trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and calls upon his name will be saved. Peter cried, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. We're told Christ reached down his hand and pulled him to himself. Oh, there's no greater hand than the hand of Christ to hold you. And none shall pluck you from my hand, he says. The Father which is greater than all. He says, none shall pluck you from my Father's hand. To be saved in Christ is to be secured in Christ. And to be assured that you will be with Christ. Friend, do you know this Christ? Do you know him as your Savior? So we have traveled down the Roman road. Notice here, there's four Roman nuns on this Roman road. Look at Romans chapter 3, verse 10. There is none righteous. There's none number one. Roman none number one. None righteous. No, not one. Here's number two. There's none that understandeth. Here's Roman none number three. There's none that seeketh after God. And here we find, as we read on, there's no, none, Roman none number four. They are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. That's the man and that's the woman outside of Christ. That's the man and that's the woman without Christ in this world. You're traveling down, as it were, this Roman road. And you're none, none, none and none. And if you were to read on in Romans chapter 3, it tells us what God sees in man. It tells us what God sees in the unregenerate heart. Tells us what God sees in the lost, the unsaved. Notice here, verse 13. Their throat is an open sepulchre. This means that the dead has been stinking. The dead has been rotting away in the sepulchre. At this time when this was written, especially the Jews believed if you bumped into a sepulchre, You'd be unclean. You'd have to go through the whole process again of your cleansing. But here the open sepulchre gives the idea that by now they're stinking. And such is the man and woman before Almighty God. Notice they are all gone out of the way. They're all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulchre. With their tongues they have used a seat. With the poison of asps is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet 
are swiftly shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways in the way of peace. Have they not known there is no fear of God before their eyes? How can we say man fears God when man continually spits to heaven and shakes his fist? How can we say there's a fear of God? How can we say that man has some sort of reverential awe of him? When we see what goes on in our nation and in our land, and when we see what goes on day in, day out, it used to be just at the weekends, now it's night after night and day after day, and that which is evil is good, and that which is good has now become evil. And it's on your social medias and your television screens and it's in your newspapers or whatever means and method you find out by. And we find it's nothing but wickedness in the heart of man. The total depravity of human nature. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Listen to verse 19. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, that is the law of God, it saith to them that are under the law, notice that every mouth may be stopped. That every mouth may be stopped. In other words, everyone will be guilty as charged. You'll not be able to say, but Lord, but Lord, but Lord, but him, but her, but this, but that, but the other. You'll not be able to say, but my friend said, but my family wouldn't, but my work colleagues would make fun of me. No, friend, none of that. Every mouth will be stopped before God in that day. There's none righteous, no, not one. None, 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 none. All have sinned to come short of the glory of God. That the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the warning was, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart, that God hath raised them from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And we walk past signpost after signpost, meeting after meeting, tract after tract, preacher after preacher, church after church who would preach the word. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friend, I'll close in a couple of minutes. That every mouth may be sought. We won't have you won't have, if you're outside of Christ, another hope. And all the world may become guilty. Guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. God gave us his ten moral commandments that you and I would know that we're right or wrong with him. We're right or not right, that we're in our sin or we are justified. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the first one. Have we broken it? Yes, we have. It means 24-7, every moment of every day, sleeping or awake, have you loved him or have you put others before him? Family, finance, friends. Whatever it may be. 
We have not loved him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength in total completion 24-7 every waking or sleeping moment. So we're guilty before God. Shows us our guilt. Thou shalt not take unto thee or make unto thee any graven image. You might say, well, I haven't taken something and actually formed an idol. Friend, Israel were exactly the same. They took the gold earrings and they took the gold jewelry and they made a golden calf and said, these be thy gods, O Israel, that brought thee out of the land of Egypt. And they worshipped them. You see, friend, here's the thing. The idol doesn't start with the hammer on the chisel. The idolatry starts in the heart and in the mind. Because that golden calf, they said, this is who God is, what God must be like. So they fashioned it and they formed it. And I wonder, who has been the God of our lives recently? Your life, my friend. See? That every mouth may be stopped and the whole world will be found guilty. Guilty as charged. Verse 21 says, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. That's Christ. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets, speaking of Christ from the Old to the New Testament. Verse 22 says, Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, there is no difference for all of sin to come short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Notice here, being justified freely. So we're all sinners. Every man and woman from Adam are sinners. And now we're justified freely. You're just as if you'd never sinned when you're in Christ. Just as if you'd never sinned declared righteous by God. When you're believing and trusting solely, only, wholly, uniquely, and completely, unreservedly on Christ and what he has done on the cross for you. Add nothing. Add nothing of yourselves, but receive by unmerited favor. Notice here, it says here, Verse 24, being justified freely by his grace. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. The redemption, notice justification. You're justified. Then redemption. Verse 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. To declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. Through the forbearance of God. Notice here, justification gives the idea of a courtroom. In the courtroom, the judge will declare you when you're saved and trusting the Lord Jesus Christ. When you make Christ your own Lord and personal Savior. And so the, the gavel comes down, not guilty, justified. Redemption that is in Christ. Speaks of someone in a slave market. When Christ came, he came to buy back that which was lost. 
He came and he shed his blood. And he bought that which you cannot afford. Your own soul. 